the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, senior pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is The Grace of God. Most of us are familiar with these common American sayings. If it sounds too good to be true, it is. There's no such thing as a free lunch. There is no gain without pain. And God helps those who help themselves. Everything about the American way of life teaches us that you get what you earn in life. You get what you pay for. So we value work, effort, performance as a part of the American work ethic. And we certainly believe that that is important. But the only problem is that it makes it difficult for us to relate to God because God does not relate to us on the basis of our performance. The Bible says that God relates to us on the basis of his grace. Every blessing that we have comes by God's grace as a free gift. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. We don't work for it. It is just a free gift of God. Everything in your life and mine is a gift of grace. Oh, but someone could say, wait a minute, Pastor, the things that I have, I have worked for, I earned them. Well, you wouldn't have had the effort to work. You wouldn't have had the brains to do the work. You wouldn't have had the energy to work if God didn't give it to you. You see, every breath that you take is a gift from God. God doesn't owe you your next breath. You're going to take it because it's a gift of God's grace. The Bible is clear about this, that God saves us by grace. He blesses us by grace. He uses us by grace. He keeps us saved by grace, and he takes us to heaven by grace. Everything in my life, that's good is a gift from God. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. 
and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. And then in John chapter 1 and verse 16, from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. There are many definitions of grace. Grace is like a multifaceted diamond. It has many different sides and, and shapes, and no one definition can adequately describe what grace is. Let me give you a few definitions that um, I discovered. Grace is God's love in action. Grace is when God gives me what I need, not what I deserve. Grace is anything that I desperately need, that I don't deserve, that I could never repay, but God gives it to me anyway. And grace is a face that God puts on when he looks at my failures, my faults, and my mistakes. Many people confuse grace with mercy. And there are two different things. Mercy is when God doesn't give you what you deserve. I'm sure that all of us have done things, and uh, we got off scot-free. A lot of things that we were not punished for. It's when God doesn't give you what you deserve, that's called mercy. On the other hand, when God gives you what you don't deserve, it's grace. All the good things in your life you didn't earn, didn't work for, they are the result of God's grace to you. In order to help you to understand and, and feel the power of grace, because it's such a wonderful doctrine uh, of the scriptures, I'd like to use this and outline the five letters that make up the word grace. Uh, this is called an acrostic. So what is grace? First, grace is God's gift to us. If you were to go out and ask ten people, how do you get to heaven? You would get the same answers most of the time. People say, just work real hard and try to do your best, and you'll get to heaven. Be sincere. Be nice to people. Just try to do good and to make sure that you do more, more good than, than bad, because maybe God grades on a curve, and if your good works are better than your bad works, maybe he will say, you are a good person, so come into heaven. That's the way most of the world thinks. Most of the world thinks they can get into heaven by being a good person. But here is the problem. There isn't a ghost of a chance you're going to make it into heaven on your own effort. You can't be good enough to go to a perfect place. There's no way you're going to ever work, earn, or buy your way into heaven. You can't be good enough. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 11 and verse uh, 6. If it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace 
is no longer grace. This just means that salvation is God's free gift to us sinners. This is the fundamental difference between Christianity and every other uh, faith or religion. You could summarize every other religion in one word. That's the word do. Because you have to earn your way to God. Depending on the religion, there is a different list of do's. The lists differ, but every one of them have one thing in common. You have to earn God's approval. You have to earn God's credit. You have to earn your way into heaven by doing certain things. And if you do these certain things, then God says, okay, you are all right. But the Bible says the exact opposite. It says the way that you get to know God, have a relationship with him, have your sins forgiven and get into heaven, is by accepting what has already been done for you. You accept what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you 2,000 plus years ago. And if you were to summarize Christianity in one word, it would be the word done. It's already been done for you. So it is do, which other religions um, teach, versus done, because Jesus has completed the work that needed to be done. He did it all, and that's the difference. And it is a free gift to us. All we have to do is to accept it and to turn our lives over to God so that he can use us to be what he wants us to be. A young man came up to a pastor one day after worship service and said, uh, Rev, what do I have to do to be saved? And jokingly, the pastor said, you're too late. And the young man was a little bit sh shocked. Uh, he didn't expect that answer from a pastor. But he said, what do you mean it's too late? And the pastor replied, what needed to be done was done 2,000 plus years ago. And it was done by Jesus Christ. Now all you have to do is just to accept it. There's nothing else that you can do to add on to what has already been done for you in order to get to heaven. You see, grace is God's gift to us. Our only part in salvation is simply accepting the fact that it was all done for us, and that is called grace. But secondly, grace is received by faith. Grace is received by faith. You don't earn it. You don't work for it. You don't deserve it. You don't do a bunch of things in order to get God's grace. Like if I take communion, I, I get God's grace. If I am baptized, I get God's grace. No, grace is received by faith. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 uh, tells us, God saved you by his special favor when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast 
about it. That means even the faith that you have is a gift from God. God gives you the faith to believe in him. It didn't come from you. He gave it to you. Can you imagine how miserable we would be in heaven if everyone could get there by working for it and earning it? Everybody up there would be bragging as to how they got there. We would have all of these levels of how people got into heaven. Uh, there would be these cool people, part of, uh, part of heaven, and then there would be the spiritual pins part, and the people who got in by the skin of their teeth. Thank God it's all by God's grace. There is nothing that we could do in and of ourselves in order to earn God's grace. Salvation is not based on our performance. And we need to keep that in mind. It took me a long time to, to understand the, this concept. Salvation is not based on our performance. It is based on God's promise. It is not based on, on our merit. It is based on God's mercy. It is not based on our goodness. It is based on God's grace. The third thing about, um, about grace is that it is available to everyone. That grace is available to everyone. What does this mean? It means that God doesn't play favorites. Regardless of your status, regardless of your background, regardless of the sins you have committed, God loves you unconditionally. And his grace is available to you. Romans chapter 10 and verse 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Does that mean ugly people? Yes. Does it mean fat people and skinny people? Of course. Does that include um, tall and short people? Does that include dumb people as well as smart people? Does that include the rich and the poor? Does that include every ethnic um, um, group of people? It means everyone. It makes no difference. It is not based on church attendance. You can't understand what it means to have a relationship with God without understanding the grace of God. It is the heart of Christianity. Grace says no matter what you have done, no matter who you are, God's grace is available to you. But then grace comes through Christ. Grace comes through Christ. It is a sea. That's the only place it's available. Acts chapter 15 and verse 11 says, We believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that we are saved. Why through Christ? Why does grace come only through Jesus Christ? Because he's the one who paid for it. Nobody else volunteered to pay for your sins and mine. Nobody else volunteered to pay for all the good things that we uh, get to have here on this earth. Grace is free, but it is not cheap because somebody has to pay for it. And it cost Christ his life. 
That's how expensive your ticket to heaven is, and that's how expensive paying the penalty for all the sins you have done and won't have to pay for. It costs God his own son. That's how much he loves you and he loves me. Now, there's a phrase used of people in the New Testament who have accepted God's grace, and it is the phrase, in Christ. Anybody who has accepted the forgiveness of God, who has accepted the grace of God, who has accepted the salvation of God, is said to be in Christ. That phrase is used over 120 times in the New Testament. So what does that mean? You see, as I go through life, I make a lot of mistakes, and you make a lot of mistakes. I do all kinds of dumb, stupid things and uh, make bad decisions. And so I find myself in a mess. There are areas of my life that there is no way I could put back together. But the Bible says, when I come to God and say, God, I want to accept your grace in Jesus Christ, that God takes my messed up life and your messed up life and puts us in Christ. And the Bible says that I am now hidden in Christ, that we who believe in Christ are hidden in him. So that when we are in Christ, God does not see our imperfections. All he sees, uh, sees is us in Christ. That is the way God looks at us 24 hours a day. Yes, we see the mess, we see the scars, the things that we are ashamed of. But when we are in Christ, all God sees is the perfection of Christ, not our imperfections. That is why if you are a believer, if you have accepted the grace of God, God is never going to be angry at you or with you. Because Jesus Christ has already paid for all of your sins. That is why God doesn't punish Christians, because our punishment was taken by Christ on the cross 2,000 plus years ago. So when you do wrong, when you sin, you don't have to say, oh God, I know that you're really mad at me. You see, if you have accepted the grace of God, God will never be angry at you and angry with you. Instead, you should say, God... Uh, please forgive me for what I just did, and I need your grace to change so that I won't do it again. I don't know how to say it any clearer than this. Get this. There is nothing that you will ever do that you could ever possibly do that will make God love you more than he does right now. And there is nothing that you would ever do that will ever make God love you any less than he loves you right now. Why? Because his love is not based on our performance. It is based on his promise of grace, not on our merit, but on his mercy, not on our goodness, but on his grace. If we ever grasp this, it will change your life. You'll stop worrying and, and um, thinking all of those thoughts about God um, being a, a, a judge who 
He's simply waiting for us to do something wrong in order to, to punish us. See, you will not be running away from God all the time, worrying about what he thinks. Instead, you will run to him every time you fall, you, every time you do something that is wrong. You don't run to someone who wants to scold you. You run to someone who wants to hug you and help you and to change you. So if you ever get this, then it will change your life, to change your way of thinking. Paul says in Romans 3, uh, 22 and 23, we are made right in God's sight when we trust in Jesus Christ to take away our sins. And we all can be saved in this same way, no matter who we are or what we have done. For all have sinned, all fall short of God's glorious standard. You see, the last characteristics about grace is that grace is extended throughout eternity. Grace is extended throughout eternity. In Romans chapter 6 and 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And in John chapter 3 and verse 36, And all who believe in God's Son have eternal life. Those who don't obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but the wrath of God remains upon them. You see, your salvation is eternal. It is forever. Once you have accepted Christ, and you enter into that relationship with him, there's nothing in all of creation that can separate us from his love. Or you might say that grace is the gift that keeps on giving. God saves the best for the last, for we shall spend eternity in his presence. It's in closing, let me say that none of us deserve God's goodness. None of us deserves God's forgiveness. None of us deserves God's healing touch, his many blessings, his incredible love, and his daily provisions. But because of God's amazing grace, we can receive all of this and more. It is the grace of God that lifts us up when we are down. It's the grace of God that gives us comfort when we are in sorrow. It's the grace of God that keeps us safe when we are in danger. It's the grace of God that strengthens us when we are weak. And it's the grace of God that gives us hope when we are discouraged and forgives our sins when we repent. You see, without God's grace, our burdens would be too heavy to bear. Our sorrows would be too great to survive. Our nights would be too long to endure. Our hearts would be too broken to heal. Our doubts would be too many to dissolve. And our fears would be too fierce to overcome. You see, God has declared that his grace would always be sufficient, regardless of what you may be facing right now, regardless of what disappointments you may encounter, regardless of the demands that may be upon you, regardless of the shortcomings you may have, regardless of what your past may have been. And to top it all off, 
you will spend eternity in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Face to face I shall behold him, far beyond the starry sky, face to face in all his glory, I shall see him by and by. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.